Hey, hey, marketingmoneypodcast.com, let's go. Here we are today, John Oxford with Renaissance Bank from Tupelo, Mississippi, recording with the marketing man himself, Mr. Josh Mabus. Glad to be the, here. He's glad to be here of the Mabus Agency. Today, we're going to talk about the relevancy, how to and how not to address an issue that might be going the way of the dodo, as they say, and that would be print advertising. The fun part of what we do. Print advertising is an interesting topic because you have major city newspapers switching to three-day-a-week printing. New Orleans paper does that, maybe Birmingham, a few others that have switched because the audience has gone digital, and we all know this. We don't have someone from the print publication to stand here and defend or lobby for their uh, quality, but... I'll, I'll, I'll play that role. I'll, you, I'll you be can play proxy. that role. So... Let's get started. Let's talk about print ads. Josh, print ads. Why do print ads? Because your branch manager is asking for them. Oh, my branch manager wants print ads because we've always done print ads. And all that and because the newspaper rep is in there actually seeing that person and selling that person. All jokes aside, I mean, been, um, quote, I'm doing air quotes for you listeners, air quotes, dying for years now. Also, we were supposed to run out of fossil fuels in like 1980 when we start predicting what's going to happen when something's going to die we're not supposed to have branches anymore it's yeah not supposed to have branches anymore i mean you can't find those people that predicted those things when those predictions didn't come true print especially in the smaller markets and again we're talking to you community bankers you're in smaller markets i know some of you are in metro markets fighting against um, some of the bigger banks but if you're in in small markets you probably still have a daily, weekly, whatever, regularly published newspaper, magazine that, quote, everybody reads in your town. So they're actually still relevant part of your media mix. But really, where does it fit in? What do you do? And I believe that's uh, what we'll unpack here today over the next 20 minutes or so. Print is not dead. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet? No. I mean... The thing that I believe that's going to keep print around longer than than they say, the they-sayers, there are naysayers and they-sayers. I've always wanted to find out who they is. That's, that's been a lifetime discovery mission for me. Yeah. I mean, Spielberg made a movie about it, that last Indiana Jones. I yeah. think the, the Crystal Skull people were they, maybe? They. Mm-hmm. I was drawing on my iPad with the the new pencil device, and I was sitting there thinking, like, what is different from this with, with a pencil? I'm not as rewarded when I sketch with this device. And I just started to kind of look at what I was doing. And, and the, the difference for me wasn't, was that it was not pen or pencil on paper. There's a, there's a tactile response. I'm used to sketching on that, and it didn't feel right. And where this is relevant is we are tactile creatures. We like to touch and feel stuff. And the reason I believe print's going to last way, way, way longer than anybody believes, one, I can send you an email and you can delete it. 
but I can send you a print piece and you have to touch it. You can buy a print publication or or you can walk past the newspaper rack and see it. It persists and also fulfills this need of of, um, being able to hold something and touch it. It's a a substantial medium. So I believe it'll be around um, long after they say yours. Well, if it's alive, somebody will be saying that it's about to die. Well, it's alive. It's uh, struggle is to transition to the digital delivery of your newspaper, which it, it really depends on the person. For instance, I, I read. I, I don't know that I've looked at a physical newspaper unless it just happened to come in front of me at some point in a couple of years. But I read lots of newspapers every morning to start my day. I do it online. I get there and I go through my little bookmarks on my different sites that I see and. However, there is something nostalgic about a newspaper, looking at it. I look at it and I laugh, I guess, critically at some of the ads in there. I think they're, they're almost hilarious that that is still a means of advertising because, in my mind, I'm not going to look at them. I'm going to read the article and then just go to the next. And, and it still baffles me that people actually look at newspaper ads, but they do. We know they do, but it's, it, I, and it depends on the reader and who they are. I'm not a good example of that. Everyone's not created equal. I'm very susceptible to, to advertising in general, but a lot of people aren't. I don't know if it's just because I pay attention to it. I, I key into it. My brain is attuned when an ad comes on. I want to see it, absorb it, you know, deconstruct it and all that. Another facet to look at when we talk about print advertising is, one, how old it is, and two, what that means for design and creation of ads today, because we could use a more general term. And in my office, we just call it static ads. You don't design a newspaper ad or a magazine ad. It's a static ad. It's not an animated GIF. It's not a, a motion graphics ad. It's static. It, it will appear either online as you know, a single frame. What you see is what you get, a JPEG, an image, or it may appear in a print publication. Obviously, the file setup is different for you sticklers out there who are listening to that. But the principles, the design principles are the same and were established by years and years and years and years of trial and error, of finding out what works and what doesn't. Delivery platform matters, but principles matter more. And those principles of design that you see in newspaper ads and static ads and good ones versus bad ones are relevant across multiple media. Switching subjects a little bit. My personal view on print advertising, and I know some ad reps would want to shoot me for this, is that print advertising is only good for announcements. And you can shoot me down on it, and I'm probably wrong in some space, but to me, and I'm talking for community banks here, I'm not talking about Chase who has a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal because they've got reach all over the country. I'm talking about your average size $500 million bank sitting in, I don't know, wherever USA, to me... You should, if you're an older bank, I don't know what older is relevant, but uh, you should already be known in your community because you're a community bank. So to me, if it's the annual 10K you're sponsoring and you need people to come to it, you've announced a merger. So you take out an ad saying two great banks are combining to do whatever. It's the announcements, the new hire. It's the press release. It's the uh, quarterly earnings are a little different because uh, non-public banks don't have to do that. But Point being, I think announcements are really good for the paper because it's instant. And it, it reminds me, sarcastically, of a, a friend of ours who you you know as well that, that's a millennial. And we were talking to him at lunch the other day. And his boss, who's a community bank president, dropped the paper and said, you don't read the paper? He looked at it and he said, that's yesterday's news. It's absolutely correct. And, and that's 
With what you just said and all of that, we can pull some principles out of that, you know, that we said earlier. One, specifically a newspaper, we can talk a little bit about magazine. We've got local magazines, um, social magazines and things like that are so popular right now. It's a good cash grab time. So people are publishing, you know, these out the wazoo. Facebook on Glossy. Yeah. But even with that, this part of it's true is when you look at what message is going to be in there, it's got to be something that's temporary. It, it exists in time, but doesn't need to exist forever. The items that you talked about, a merger, you're not always in merger mode, but it's very important when it's important, right? And newspaper specifically is a medium we go to for the news. It's where you find the truth. It's why it has First Amendment protection around it. And there there is something that I don't believe you get from digital with the psychology of somebody when they pick up this physical old-timey newspaper and they flip through it, the things inside of it feel like truth. So there's that, these important watershed events, a merger, a new hire that, that has some importance behind it that begets this announcement that, that it is newsworthy. When you can put those things in print, you're going to be better off. And the other facet of this that we haven't discussed is budget. That's the reason print gets overlooked other than people are asking for it, because here's the thing. The reason your branch manager, your community president, your whatever, your new loan officer, whatever is wanting to do it, is it substantiates that hire. It it substantiates them. They get to see it. They are talked about at church or at the grocery store or the ball game or whatever, because people saw it. It makes them feel good. So there's some internal buying as well. As far as your budget mix, there are better branding media for banks. Talk about the advertising medium or media to reach someone. I will also submit that print advertising is really good for CDs because your market for people that have available cash are usually is usually a little older demographic. I've never owned a CD and I'm under 40 and I know people that I don't have friends that are like, yeah, I've got a CD. I'm shopping CD rates. But it was something my grandparents always talked about. And I know that's funny to say, and it's, it's I'm stereotyping here, definitely. But it's that that's your main print reader, number one, is an older demographic. They've got money, or you assume, because the CD specials, anyone that runs a CD special in a community bank market or in a smaller bank market, the people that come in and buy the CDs, and I use the word the people they, but the folks that do that are usually the grandparent age, the senior, that they have some type of cash that they can invest. Uh, it's not a 32-year-old or a 25-year-old coming in and going, oh, what's your CD rate today? That's not where you're getting that customer. So CD rates, to me, announcements, CD rates, and anything that's temporary, to your point, temporary, that rate is temporary per se. Right. That's and properly where you, disclaimed. That's where you find your market, that's to it. me. Well, that, and again, the, those announcements, the branch isn't opening. It doesn't have a grand opening for a year. It's for a specific time. And again, tie back in, one thing we can't discount is that it's newsworthy. I mean, even on the rate side, I mean, if you have a competitive rate on a CD or whatever, make sure that it's a newsworthy. If it's the same as a, another bank across town or whatever, I'm not talking about getting covered when I say newsworthy, but it is in a newspaper. So present it as, this is amazing. Yeah, and that's the difference in, I think, television and other mediums is it's not that it can be advertising. It doesn't have to be, quote, newsworthy because it's a television. It's a machine, a mechanism to get a message or a story to you where it's a newspaper, hence on the word news, to be literal. It needs to be something newsworthy. So to your point, 
there are better branding mediums if you're just talking about a brand message. Switching a little bit to another area is mistakes I see. Talked about why to use it. Announcements, CDs, local smaller markets where it's well-read, the demographic you want for uh, whatever product you're trying to push. Let's talk about the mistakes. The biggest mistake I see from folks that I work with in marketing is we got to be in there because the competition's in there. Nothing makes us run faster. You know, one thing you'll hear me say over and over is zig while other people are zagging. Print publications are very quick to make a um, financial institution a special section or leaders in finance. Oh, the special section. Yeah, that, that ceases. If I had a nickel for every special session, I would be a very wealthy man. Yeah, and what does that mean? It's not very special. Yeah, if everybody else is in there that's already just like me, we've established that banking is a parity product, parity service to everybody else, then who stands out? Those are things you can get away from or that I would definitely get away from. Mortgage lenders is one, too. They have a real estate section. I've got to be in the real estate section. I've got to be in there. All the other banks are in there. Part of me says, I understand you're trying to make yourself equal or better. But on the flip side, I think, why don't you take that money? And not that these are, we're talking about generals here, but direct mail, digital mail, geofencing, even billboards, something that you don't have to compete with the next bank beside of. It doesn't matter. It's you own the space versus being on a page with six, you know, they do business card ads or six other quarter, well, four quarter page, and they put you in there and it's you and the four on mm-hmm. the page and you're like, you're lost. Well, I wish I could transmit my eye roll when you said that <laughs> through the airwaves. You know, what it is is FOMO, fear of missing out. And and what we think, and, and look, I'll, I'll just say this, people who aren't sophisticated marketers, I will not knock a banker for not being a sophisticated marketer. I'm not a banker. They're not a marketer. Hopefully they have insight I don't have and vice versa. Not you, listener. You're the bank marketer. But it's a misunderstanding of how people make decisions, how the consumer makes decisions. Like that mortgage section you're talking about, that real estate section. When the person feels like they need to be in there, that banker, that MLO or LO, they think that if they're not in there, that the consumer is flipping through that page cover to cover and making a decision. And, oh, XYZ Bank's in here. They must not want my business. And what you have to understand is that, that publication, just like any other advertising touch point, can influence a decision, but it doesn't make the decision for them. And what I would rather see you do and everyone else do, especially if you're paying me, to stand out. And you can't be the same. You can't be in the same publication and stand out when you're the same product. It's very, very, I won't say can't, but it's very, very difficult to do. And then you start getting into some weird stuff just for the sake of being weird. You put the bank president in a clown suit. Well, that's not helping anybody, but it did stand out. Let's find another publication that you can own. We talk about owning a publication. Like you said, Chase may put a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal. That's a that's a power statement. The message is the medium. The medium is the Wall Street Journal. It's the finance, you know, the rock. And I've got a full page in that, so Chase must be strong. Find that opportunity to do that locally. One mistake is letting competition dictate your print schedule or how you print advertise. Another might be thinking that that's a good way to brand your bank because branding isn't a newsworthy thing. It's a cultural message that you give to the consumer. I'm still here today. Yes. Did you change your brand yesterday? Why is it in the newspaper? Those are a couple of mistakes. Let's talk about some more mistakes because 
I think people fixing what's wrong. Another one I see is mixed messaging. They'll have three different headlines in three different fonts. But you're paying for all that space, John. So you got to use it. Yeah. You got to use all the space. Definitely. I mean, and you have to tell them everything that you're a community bank, you build relationships, you got the best people, you got the best service, you got the best products, you got all the stuff of the big bank, but all the service, the little bank you've got. And, and it's just, it's, you just mash 10 messages in there. I would say, I would go deeper and say, it's not just mixed messaging. It's not communicating a newsworthy or a noteworthy benefit. It's what, you know, you've got me for, for nanoseconds as I skim that page. What do you, what matters to you? And, you know, you may have this on your list for another mistake, but I want to go ahead and throw it out here. It's, it's not understanding what's important to the consumer or thinking things are important to the consumer that's not. And let's go ahead and get it out of the way. The banker picture. You know, I hear this over and over. Banker, we need to show our bankers. We need to see who we're doing business with. Yes, if that's a well-known community pillar, strong banker who brings a following, but you are not going to create that following by advertising that person. It just will not happen. And I see another upstanding person in a suit or a polo shirt. And again, we're talking about parity. P-A-R-I-T-Y, parity, the same. Well, the banker across the street looks exactly like that guy. And might have even worked at that bank in a previous career or will be working there in a future career. Right. It's Again, if that person has some sort of following, if they are of import as a celebrity banker, they're well-known, and you you know lifted them out or whatever you might have done um, to get that person, maybe, but just general across the board, here's some people, and here's their names and their titles under it. And, and I'm they're not, bankers. I'm not even going to get into They're the vice president of the vice presidential vice presidency. Sorry, guys. But, but I mean, the, the title that doesn't, that doesn't matter in, in many times, um, and I don't care. That, that's not newsworthy. Another one, not to jump in, but our anniversary announcements. Like, oh, those are great because I care that my bank is 15 years old today. Yeah, it just, hey, you had another year older. It is, you know, a day that ends in Y. But, uh, you know, I would sum th- this one up into advertising things that don't matter or that don't matter to the consumer. What you're doing is wasting that space, and that's kind of where I jumped off of yours. Well, it's a message, and you've watered your message. You're putting too much stuff in a space where there's a chance for confusion, people will be confused, and when people are confused, they'll tune out. Are they the people bank? Are they the the service bank? Are they the rate bank? What are they? Make it very easy for that person as they live their daily life and are giving you the benefit of actually stopping to read your ad. Follow ABA Bank Marketing on Twitter at ABA Bank MKTG. That's A-B-A-B-A-N-K-M-K-T-G with the at sign in front to follow anything on Twitter to do with ABA Bank Marketing. Hey guys, ABABankMarketing.com is your source for bank marketing news, updates, and more. ABABankMarketing.com. August 1st through 31st, ABA is highly recommending you invite your lawmakers to come visit with you and see how we do things in the banking industry. Take your lawmaker to work August 1st through 31st. To find out more, visit ABA.com. Okay, so we've talked about a few mistakes. Let's talk about what makes a great print ad, and great is all relevant because of messaging and what the product is and who your audience is, but let's talk about what makes a good to great print ad uh, 
couple things is uh, sometimes you can't impact placement, but placement would be one. Always request good placement. Ask, they can turn you down. Look at where the eye goes in a newspaper. I mean, bottom right-hand corner, believe it or not, a lot of, you know, top left or whatever, but bottom right is where your eye rests on a page. Send me an email if you disagree with me, but that's what I find is that. So if you can't get above the fold, I always like above the fold first because then you're on the front when it's in a machine as well as in, you know. If if they have that opportunity, we say everybody's selling everything right now. Yeah, so above the fold first, bottom right second. Uh, That and full page, I like editorial. The product is a newspaper, so the product is news. I like what's called a page killer. Sometimes it's called a junior page three-quarters of a page, where there is editorial running around. A lot of times it's a pickup story, so you're engaged in the story you've been watching, and so you've got a column of news on the left, and then you've got some some news up top, and then there's your ad. And you get almost the exact same real estate as a full-page ad. You get the same impact. Well, you might get more because they won't just say it's an ad and flip you're over. Resting, reading. You're yeah. resting on that page. And to that point, the opposite of the full-page ad is the one that frustrates me the most when we've uh, done print advertising is when the publisher, especially happens in magazines more than newspapers, they do article, article, group of ads, group of ads, article, article, group of ads, group of ads. And to me, that's offensive to your advertisers because what they do is they throw everyone on a page with quarter-page ads or they do a half, two half-pages. I'm not going to sit here and go through the, the layout, but they'll do all the, all the article, two or three pages in a row, all the ads, and then go back and forth. I'm going, all the reader does, they read the article, they flip through the two ads. And the first time it might work okay, but there's a certain magazine I know that we've put some ads in before that runs monthly, and it's the same setup it's the same layout and setup every single month. So by the time the the subscriber gets the third month, they're like, oh, they understand, even if it's just subliminal, that they don't read the middle because those are ads. I read the front and then the side, and then I go to the end, and I'm not looking at ads. And so your advertisers, are you've lost your space. Well, it's a horrible layout. I mean, that's just bad layout. Fight for that. Don't, don't accept the status quo. Agree. Uh, put that in, in an advertising agreement. Look, people, because the old... Print is dead or dying. People are out there. Then there are people out there. There, there are print salesmen out there trying to sell. So it's a favorable buying market. That's another reason to do it. But go ahead and contract up front. Get what you want. Ask for the placement you want. Say I I will not pay for an ad that runs with more than X advertising on a page. You get to negotiate. They can always turn you down. I'm not saying to walk. If they don't give you what you want, but if you're not asking for it, you can't complain about not getting it. Also, placement's very important, as we just mentioned. What about message? What, what about message in a, a print ad? Well, again, that newsworthy. You're in newspaper. Be newsworthy. Avoid the mundane. Understand just some basic principles I'll lay on you, so get your pencils ready. 90% of the effectiveness of an ad is in the headline and visual. So if it's meet our new banker and it's average dude or average gal, all right, well, first, I wasn't looking to meet a new banker. That wasn't what I opened the newspaper today. I wanted to see the box score of the this or the um, local high school did this or whatever. I didn't want to meet a new banker. didn't stop me. And then here's average Joe or average Jill. Find a better headline than that because 90% of the ability to read that ad is in that headline and visual. I I can't make up a headline on the spot now that I'm, I'm thinking of it, but it's Jill changes the face of banking. That's not a perfect headline, but it's better than meet our new banker. Or let Jill get you in the house of your dreams. Right. And she's standing in front of a house. And I know that's very cliche to say. But some benefit. To the consumer rather than just, hey, Jill works for us. 
Great. Don't yep. know you. Don't care. Yeah. That's a, another part of what else in we got white space. One of the best ads I saw was a, was a, a print publication for a CBS affiliate of all things, news newspaper advertisement for a, a TV station. But the CBS logo is the I, right? Just a little simple I. Paul Rand, I believed it. It's just the simple I. Maybe not. Don't fact check that. But it was dead in the middle of a full page, full page newspaper ad. And it was the call letters. It was something like news happens here, which was kind of diabolical that they would try to pull a news audience from another newspaper. But they bought all of this full page white space to put about a one inch wide logo and about 10 words on it. And it was genius because you couldn't not read it. Yeah. <laughs> Bad syntax, but you get what I'm saying. It was absolutely um, as a showstopper. So they owned the space. They owned it. And you couldn't. And the message was clear. It was watch this station where news happens. And they probably, it was probably in a Wall Street Journal or a Washington Post or something that has a, a broad audience. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, CBS, what was it called? Action. Yeah. It was do this thing. Say, okay, I don't, I've got an announcement coming up. I've got something happening that I need to advertise. I think print's the right medium for it. How often do you run? And you can say it depends, but give me an well, idea. I mean, of, I mean it, it does. But do I you mean, run every day during the week? If, if Friday afternoon is the grand opening of my new branch on the frontage road on something, 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 do I run Monday, Tuesday? If it's a daily, do I run every day? Do I run every other day? Do I run Wednesday, Sunday? Because Sundays have the biggest audience. I mean, only two things can answer this question, and I can't from outside. What's your budget, and how important is the event? If you ask me that. Those would be my questions back to you. What, what? How much money do we have to promote this event? Don't let the tail wag the dog on this. If it's very important, spend all the budget you can against it. Don't, don't just cheap out and say, I'm going to run one. One can get missed. One doesn't have importance. One does not build critical mass. Run as many as you can within the budget. Or if it's just something to make somebody happy, and look, there are reasons to run ads besides getting consumers. Retirement to get ads. Retirement ads. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, we're losing a, a resource. <laughs> Retirement ads. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that would be in the mistake area. But let's say you need to run it to make Jill, who's retiring, feel better. Run that once. But if it's a really important newsworthy example, how newsworthy is it? How much money are you willing to put behind it? Completely agree with those points. And I'm thinking in the mix, to finish this off, is you're looking through your mix. I'm thinking Prince. If I have 10 things, it's like seven or eight in my mix now. Because I'm, I'm going TV, digital, social. I'm putting all that stuff way higher today. Especially back to my point that I said 15 minutes ago, when the millennial and his his baby boomer boss walks in and drops the newspaper on his desk and says, did you not read the news today? And he says, that's yesterday's news. And the baby boomer boss, and this is a real story, I'm not using names, but looks at him like confused, like, I can't believe you're an educated guy with an MBA and you don't read the news. And the guy's looking back at him and goes, that's yesterday's. I, I get everything on Twitter and Facebook and, and news feeds and push alerts. I've got the news, but what you're reading happened yesterday. I'm reading what's happening 10 right seconds now. ago, yeah. right now. And so I think there are better mediums to brand and better mediums to get attention. However, you may miss a market that doesn't get that medium. And not only that, it's your internal market. And, that, and this would be my counterpoint to that is, yes, in a vacuum where we get to make all decisions, we're going to put it lower in our, in our budget. We can tell countless stories on this where we've been running a very good ad schedule on television, 
digital, um, geofencing, all this technical stuff. And we've had bankers call us and say, I don't see any of the ads. Yeah. That lack of advertising, you know, we can roll our eyes. We can say you should do whatever. One, on a bank computer, you're probably not seeing a lot of the places where we're advertising. Well, you shouldn't. And, and you shouldn't. You should be doing something else. But you're missing some confidence in that. And there is something to be said for those, those internal audiences to let them know, hey, I am promoting you. You are being, you are being promoted. So don't discount that. that. That's not a throwaway giveaway thing. It, it, it actually is important to make sure you have that internal buy-in. So to wrap up our print advertising discussion here today, a few of the uh, tactical take-homes is, that we try to end with on these is, is always remember that 90% of the takeaway is the picture and the caption or the headline. Uh, the other stuff under it, while it can be great copy and well-written, is very rarely remembered. So remember, make sure your picture and your caption and or headline is where you spend most of your time and your importance. Uh, in, in these these guys' opinions, the print is best used for announcements because it is a newspaper or newsworthy. So look at it as announcements versus brand medium, although there are different areas as we talk to the larger papers and buying full page. But secondly, look at it as, a, as an announcement medium uh, versus a branding medium. Don't do it just because your competition does. And don't think because you put people in there, it's going to create a following for them. It, it's not. Or it probably won't put it that way. I hate talking absolutes. Also, uh, be conscious of your placement. Ask them for better placement. And if they can't give you the placement you want, don't be afraid to try something else. There's always a competitor to the paper. It could be a magazine. It could be going social media. But if you're not getting the placement you deserve or want, ask for it and try to get it. We discussed a little bit of that. And also be aware of white space and the placement around it, especially for community banks. Print is not dead. It is still a good medium. Just make sure you're using the medium with the right message and tactic. Absolutely. For Marketing Money Podcast, this is John Oxford and... My buddy over here, Mr. Josh Mabus, and we will talk to you soon. Take care of those print ads. Keep the white space going. Make sure your message is correct and good printing to you. Take two of those and call me in two weeks. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mabus Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.